الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful i testify that there is no true god worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue inshallah the uh, explanation uh, of the uh, the treaties foundation of tafsir by our sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala And uh, we were talking last night about the uh, following matters to summarize the titles. Uh, first, all of what is being uh, said so far concerns the Noble Quran. What is the Quran linguistically and what, it's, uh, what does it mean Islamically? And uh, the descriptions of the Noble Quran and its effects and its blessings. Uh, then the sending down of the Noble Quran uh, how it was sent what was the first verses <coughs> or surahs or chapters that were sent down and uh, the uh, third matter that we discussed last night was uh, the that sending the Quran is of two types uh, initial and due to a cause and also uh, there was an explanation of uh, the benefits behind knowing the reasons uh, for sending uh, the, I mean, the specific reasons for sending uh, certain verses or chapters and now we go to the following title the general wording and the particularity of the cause the general wording and the particularity of the cause. If the verse sent down due to a particular reason and yet its wording is general, then its ruling is comprehensive, comprising the cause and everything everything contained in the wording why it is because the Quran was sent down as a general legislation for the entire ummah and therefore the, re- the relevance pertains to the general wording, not to the particular cause. Take for example, the verses of Li'an, the verses of Li'an, of cursing. What is this Li'an? The verses of Li'an This is an oath taken by both the wife and the husband When he accuses his wife 
of committing illegal sexual intercourse. And it is in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَالَّذِينَ يَرْمُونَ أَزْوَاجَهُمْ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُمْ شُهَدَاءُ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ إِلَى قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى إِنْ كَانَ مِنَ الصَّادِقِينَ Chapter 24, verses 6 till 9. 24, verses 6 till 9. And for those who accuse their wives, but have no witnesses except themselves, let the testimony of one of them be four testimonies. To testify four times by Allah that he is one of those who speak the truth. And the fifth testimony should be invoking of the curse of Allah on him if he be of those who tell a lie against her, but if but it shall avert the punishment, but it shall avert the punishment of stoning to death from her, if she bears witness four times by, by Allah, that he, her husband, is telling a lie. And the fifth testimony should be that the wrath of Allah be upon her, if he, her husband, speaks the truth. These are called ayatul li'an, the verses of li'an, which is the oath taken by both the wife and the husband when he accuses his wife of committing illegal sexual intercourse. These verses were revealed as in Sahih al-Bukhari due to a certain cause. And this came in the hadith of Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father. That Hilal bin Umayyah, may Allah be pleased with him, accused his wife of committing illegal sexual intercourse with Shuraik bin Sahma. And filed the case before the Prophet sallallahu the Prophet said to Hilal, either you bring forth a proof, four witnesses, or you will receive the legal punishment of lashes on your back. Hilal said, O Allah's Messenger, if anyone of us saw a man over his wife, would he go to seek after witnesses? The Prophet kept on saying either you bring forth the witnesses or you will receive the legal punishment of lashes on your back Hilal then said by him who sent you with the truth I am telling the truth and Allah will reveal to you what will save my back from legal punishment Jibreel Gabriel came down and revealed to him the verses that we read earlier from Surah An-Nur. As for those who accuse their wives, to the end of the verse. 
of verse 9. The Prophet ﷺ recited till he reached her accuser speaks the truth. Then the Prophet ﷺ left and sent for the woman and Hilal went and brought her and then took the oaths confirming the claim. The Prophet ﷺ was saying Allah knows that one of you is a liar. So will any of you repent? Then the woman got up and took the oath and when she was going to take the fifth one the people stopped her and said <coughs> it, meaning the fifth oath will definitely bring Allah's curse on you if you are guilty. So she hesitated and recoiled from taking the oath so much that we thought that she would withdraw her denial. But then she said, I will not dishonor my family all through these days. And carried on the process of taking oaths. And the Prophet ﷺ then said, watch her if she delivers a black-eyed child with big hips and fat chins, then it is Shuraik bin Samha's child. Later she delivered a child of that description. So the Prophet ﷺ said, If the case was not settled by Allah's law, I would punish her severely. This hadith was reported in Sayyid Bukhari, volume 6, number 271. So, these ayat, therefore, these verses came down because of the accusation of Hilal bin Umayyah to his wife. However, its ruling is general and comprehensive in the sense that it applies to other than Hilal bin Umayyah and his wife and what is the evidence for this comprehensibility? This lies in the other, the other narration reported by Al-Bukhari. In which Sahel bin Sa'ad, may Allah be pleased with him, said, Uwaymir came to Asim bin Adi who was the chief of Bani Ajlan and said what do you say about a man who has found another man with his wife should he kill him whereupon you would kill him meaning the husband or what should he do please ask Allah's messenger وسلم, about this matter on my behalf Asim then went to the Prophet ﷺ and said, O oh Allah's Messenger, and asked him the question. But Allah's Messenger disliked the question and considered it shameful. And when Uwaymir asked Asim about the Prophet's answer, he replied that Allah's Messenger disliked such questions and considered it shameful. Uwaymir then said, By Allah, I will not give up asking unless I ask Allah's Messenger about it. 
And Uwaymer came to the Prophet ﷺ and said, Oh Allah's Messenger, a man has found another man with his wife. Should he kill him, whereupon you would kill him, meaning kill the husband in the form of qifas, as a retaliation in equality and punishment? Or what should we, what should he do? Allah's Messenger said, Allah has revealed regarding you and your wife's case in the Quran. So Allah's Messenger ordered them to perform the measures of mula'ana. Mula'ana meaning li'an, taking the oath. According to what Allah had mentioned in his book, and this is the point of evidence. So this hadith again indicates to us that these, the Prophet ﷺ made these verses comprehensive in terms of their applicability, whether they apply to Hilal bin Umayyah and to other than Hilal bin Umayyah as long as the case is similar. So from this therefore we conclude the following which was the title for this subject tonight that the relevance is in the general wording not in the particularity of the cause. Is this inshallah clear? Is this inshallah clear? Now, fourth point concerning the Quran, the Meccan and Medianite revelations, the Meccan and Medianite revelations, the Quran was brought down upon the Prophet ﷺ in stages of 23 years divided in parts. Most of that time was spent, meaning the Prophet's time was spent in Mecca. قال الله تعالى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this respect in Surah Al-Isra chapter 17 verse 106 Can we have the verse inshallah? Naam And we have sent Salam rahmatullah and it is the Qur'an which we have divided into parts in order that you might recite it to men in intervals. And we have revealed it by stages in 23 years. And that's why the scholars, that's no problem. The scholars, may Allah's mercy upon them, classified the Qur'an into two classifications. The Meccanite and the Medanite. The Meccan Quran, the definition of which is as follows that which was revealed to the Prophet before his migration to Medina before his migration to Medina and the Medanite as to its definition it means 
that which was revealed to the Prophet ﷺ after his migration to Medina, although the place of revelation may be outside Medina. And accordingly, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the last part of Surah, of Surah, of verse 3 of uh, of Surah Al-Ma'idah the last part of verse 3 of Surah Al-Ma'idah اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا this is considered from the this day I have perfected your religion for you completed my favor upon you and have chosen for you Islam as your religion. This is from the Madanite type. Although it was revealed to the Prophet ﷺ in the farewell pilgrimage on the plain of Arafah, as in Sahih al-Bukhari reported from Umar anhu that he said, we have known that day and that place during which this verse came down upon the Prophet ﷺ. The verse came down while he was standing in Arafah, on Arafah, the day of Jumu'ah. The day of Jumu'ah. Now what's the benefit? What's the benefit behind classifying the chapters into Meccanite and Medanite? First benefit is, manifesting the eloquency of the Quran in the sense that it addresses the people of Medina and the people of Mecca according to their own specific conditions secondly it highlights the wisdom behind legislation in the sense that it comes down in stages as necessitated by the situations. And thirdly, motivating the determination of people as to what is to be revealed in the sense that people wait yearning to the revelation that addresses their situations. Now, what distinguishes the Meccanite revelation or type from the Medanite revelation 
what distinguishes the Meccanite revelation from the Medanite revelation as regard to the style and substance is as follows number one with respect to the style most of the Meccan revelations welcome back most of the Meccanite revelation is characterized by the strength of the style of addressing because most of those addressed are people who turned away from the truth and this is befitting their quality because of their haughtiness and arrogance read in this sense Suratay the chapters of Al-Muddathir Surat Al-Muddathir and Surat Al-Qamar and I would like now to repeat that most of the Meccanite style is strong and intensive in its addressing because it has words magnificent words that would make the mountains tremble because most of those addressed are those who turned away in arrogance and therefore this would be best fitting to them recite in the sense Surat Al-Muddathir and Surat Al-Qamar and I will play to you now inshallah the recitation of Surat Al-Qamar and let us examine these words by contemplating them accordingly In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. خش عن أبصارهم يخرجون من الأجذات كأنهم جراد منتشر مهطعين إلى الداع يقول الكافرون هذا يوم عسير The hour drew nigh, and the moon was rent in twain. And if they behold a portent, they turn away and say, Prolonged illusion. They denied the truth and followed their own lusts. Yet everything will come to a decision. And surely there hath come unto them news whereof the purport should deter. Effective wisdom, but warnings avail not. So withdraw from them, O Muhammad, on the day when the summoner summoneth unto a painful thing, with downcast eyes, 
they come forth from the graves as they were locusts spread abroad. Hastening toward the summoner, the disbelievers say, this is a hard day. The folk of Noah denied before them, ye, they denied our slave, and said, A madman, and he was repulsed. So he cried unto his Lord, saying, I am vanquished, so give help. Then opened we the gates of heaven with pouring water, and caused the earth to gush forth springs, so that the waters met for a predestined purpose. And we carried him upon a thing of planks and nails, that ran upon the waters in our sight, as a reward for him who was rejected. And verily we left it as a token, but is there any that remembereth? Then see how dreadful was my punishment after my warnings, and in truth we have made the Qur'an easy to remember, but is there any that remembereth? Now you can tell the strong wording of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the intensity and strength of the style in these verses, and to the end of the chapter, again because most of those addressed from the pagans were turning away in haughtiness and disdainfulness. As to the Madanite revelation, most of it comes in a mild style and ease of addressing, because most of those addressed are yielding, submitting, are yielding and submitting. Read in this respect Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5. Secondly, most of the Meccanite revelation was characterized in the shortness of the verses, short verses, and strong argumentation, because most of those addressed were rejectionists disdainful and thus they were addressed as their conditions necessitate in this respect read and listen to Surah At-Tur 
In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. By the mount and the scripture inscribed on fine parchment unrolled and the house frequented and the roof exalted and the sea kept filled Lo, the doom of thy Lord will surely come to pass. There's none that can ward it off. On the day when the heaven will heave with awful heaving and the mountains move away with awful movement, then woe that day unto the deniers who play in talk of grave matters. The day when they are thrust with a disdainful thrust into the fire of hell, and it is said unto them, This is the fire which ye were wont to deny. Is this magic, or do ye not see? <laughs> Endure the heat thereof, and whether ye are patient of it or impatient of it is all one for you. Ye are only being paid for what ye used to do. Lo, those who kept their duty dwell in gardens and delight, happy because of what their Lord hath given them, and because their Lord hath warded from them the torment of hell fire. And it is said unto them, Eat and drink in health as a reward for what he used to do. Reclining on ranged couches, and we wed them unto fair ones with wide, lovely eyes. والذين آمنوا واتبعتهم ذريتهم بإيمان ألحقنا بهم ذريتهم وما ألتناهم وما ألتناهم من عملهم من شيء كل امرئ بما كسب رهين وأمددناهم 
And they who believe and whose feet follow them in faith, we cause their seed to join them there, and we deprive them of naught of their life's work. Every man is a pledge for that which he hath earned, and we provide them with fruit and meat such as they desire. There they pass from hand to hand a cup wherein is neither vanity nor cause of sin, and they go round waiting on them, men servants of their own, as they were hidden pearls. And some of them draw near unto others questioning, saying, Lo, of old, when we were with our families, we were ever anxious. But Allah hath been gracious unto us, and hath preserved us from the torment of the breath of fire. Lo, we used to pray unto him of old. Lo, he is the benign, the merciful. Therefore, warn men, O Muhammad, by the grace of Allah, thou art neither soothsayer nor madman. Or say they, he is a poet, one for whom we may expect the accident of time. Say unto them, expect your fill, lo, I am with you among the expectant. Do their minds command them to do this, or are they an outrageous folk? Or say they, he hath invented it, nay, but they will not believe. Amlahum 
مُتْقَنُونَ Then let them produce speech the like thereof, if they are truthful. Or were they created out of naught? Or are they the creators? Or did they create the heavens and the earth? Nay, but they are sure of nothing. Or do they own the treasures of thy Lord? Or have they been given charge thereof? Or have they any stairway unto heaven by means of which they overhear decrees? Then let their listener produce some warrant manifest. Or have ye daughters whereas ye have sons? Or askest thou Muhammad a fee from them so that they are plunged in debt? Or possess they the unseen so that they can write it down? Or seek they to ensnare the messenger? But those who disbelieve, they are the ensnared. Or have they any God beside Allah? Glorified be Allah from all that they ascribe as partner unto Him. And if they were to see a fragment of the heaven falling, they would say, A heap of clouds. Then let them be, O Muhammad, till they meet their day, in which they will be thunder-stricken, a day in which their guile will not avail them, nor will they be helped. And verily for those who do wrong, there is a punishment beyond that, but most of them know not. So wait patiently, O Muhammad, for thy Lord's decree, for surely thou art in our sight, and him the praise of thy Lord when thou uprisest. And in the night time also him his praise, and at the setting of the stars. Alhamdulillah. So this uh, highlights the point that was made earlier, that most of the Meccanite, Jazakumullah khair lakar as well, most of the Meccanite revelation was characterized by short verses and strong arguments against the disbelievers, because most of those addressed were disdainful in their opposition, and they were rewarded and they were addressed as their situation entails and this was in Surah Tur is a vivid example as to the Medanite as to the Medanite revelation most of the verses were long verses 
as well as the rulings were enumerated without much arguments without much arguments because their situation entailed such a dealing read for example Ayatul Dain fi Surat al-Baqarah read for example the lengthy verse concerning Ad-Dain that as came in Surat al-Baqarah why? because the people are yielding and submissive and don't argue this is concerning the style, the difference and the style between the Meccanite and the Medanite revelations as to the issue of substance most of the Meccanite revelation is directed at establishing the Tawheed the oneness and uniqueness of Allah and the correct aqeedah and the correct creed especially as it pertains to the Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah the Tawheed of Divinity singling Allah alone as the true God worthy of worship wal-imanu bil-ba'ath and the believing in the resurrection because most of those addressed denied such matters of belief like for example the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala قُلْ مَنْ يُحْيِي الْعِظَامَ وَهِيَ رَمِيمٌ who does bring life to the bones to the, grum, to the crumbled bones and the like of these verses as to the Medanite revelation most of it was concerned with detailing the worship and the transactions because those addressed Tawheed already settled in their hearts and as well as the correct creed so therefore they needed what? they needed details concerning the worship and transactions also from the aspect of the substance the Medanite revelation was extensive in mentioning the jihad the striving for the cause of Allah and its rulings and the hypocrites and their conditions why? because the situation required so since in that time jihad had been ordained and hypocrisy appeared and this contrasts with the Meccan situation now what is the benefit of learning the Medanite and the Meccanite revelations knowing the Meccanite 
and the Madanite revelation is one type of the types of knowledge of the Quran and the important ones because of the following benefits number one making the eloquency of the Quran known in its highest degrees in the sense of addressing each people in accordance with that which they need either intensely or mildly according to their situations secondly manifesting the wisdom behind the legislation in its highest form in the sense that it was brought gradually starting with that of highest importance to that next in importance and so forth again in accordance to what the those addressed the situation and the conditions of those addressed entails and in as much as or as far as their acceptance and their yielding is concerned thirdly in this there is an education and learning and directing the dua to Allah the callers to Allah so that they follow the path of the Quran in its style and its substance in as far as those being addressed are concerned so that they start with that which is of highest importance the next in importance and so forth utilizing intensity and style in its proper place and utilizing mildness in its proper place so being harsh where it necessitates and being mild where it necessitates and fourthly from the benefits of knowing the Medanite and Meccanite revelations is that through this we can distinguish the abrogating verses from those verses being abrogated the abrogating and the abrogated the abrogating and the abrogators I'm sorry the abrogating verses and those abrogated So when two verses are, one of them is a Meccanite and the other is a Medanite, then we will be able to distinguish that which is abrogating from that which is abrogated when the other conditions are met. Why? Because we know that the Medanite revelation came after the Meccanite revelation. So we would be no which came before from that which became later and this issue of abrogation of texts is affirmed with the previous nations take for example the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-Imran chapter 3 verse sister Um Ahmed please chapter 3 verse 93 
والله سبحانه وتعالى says إلا ما حرم إسرائيل على نفسه من قبل أن تنزل التوراة سيستر محمد بليز برضان أوكي أوكي كان يس أرايت جافا أرايت طيب It's getting problems. Okay. All right. We have two people here now. It's Jazakallah uh, khair. Yes. Okay, Sister Muhammad. Okay. Sister Muhammad, uh, with all due respect to everyone, uh, she is uh, she's the one who uh, uh, takes care of the text here. And I thank Lekar very much, as well as Brother Jaffa Consol. No problem, Akhi. Jazakumullah uh, khair for all your efforts Okay Now most welcome everyone All food was lawful to the children of Israel Except what Israel made unlawful for himself Before the Torah was revealed Also we read in Al-Imran Chapter 3 Verse 50 وَلِأُحِلَّ لَكُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي حُرِّمَ عَلَيْكُمْ All of these verses indicate the abrogation and the previous nations. And I have come confirming that which was before me of the Torah. This is Jesus, peace be upon him, telling the children of Israel. And I have come confirming that which was before me of the Torah and to make lawful to you part of what was forbidden to you. And I have come to you with a proof from your Lord, so fear Allah and obey. Another evidence for the presence of abrogation in the previous nations. So through the Meccanite and through the Medanite revelation, one will be able to distinguish that the verses that are abrogating from those being abrogated. Now what is the wisdom behind sending the Qur'an in parts and stages over 23 years. Through the distinction between the Meccanite and the Medianite revelation, we can tell that the Qur'an came down on the Prophet ﷺ in parts and in stages and that this process behind this process there are many many wisdoms the first wisdom تثبيت قلب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم strengthening the heart of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الله تعالى وقال الذين كفروا لولا نزل عليه القرآن جملة واحدة كذلك يعني كذلك نزلناه مفرقا لنثبت به فؤادك ورتلناه ترتيلا ولا يأتونك بمثل إلا جئناك بالحق وأحسن تفسيرا إن سورة الفرقان 25-32 And those who disbelieved Say, why is not the Quran revealed to him all at once? 
see, trying to cast doubt. Thus it is sent down in parts that we may strengthen your heart thereby. And we have revealed it to you gradually in stages. It was revealed to the Prophet in 23 years. And you know, through this process of strengthening the heart, there are situations that will arise and dealing with them with fresh revelations is a means of strengthening the heart of the believers and the most importantly the heart of the Prophet Also from the wisdom is that this way renders the Quran easy for the people to memorize and to understand and to act accordingly because people will read it and recite it gradually and in stages parts after parts and this is easier and this is in accordance with the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَقُرْآنًا فَرَقْنَاهُ لِتَقْرَأَهُ عَلَى النَّاسِ عَلَى مُكْثٍ وَنَزَّلْنَاهُ تَنْزِيلًا as in Surah Al-Isra 17.106 And it is a Quran which we have divided into parts. Why? In order that you might recite it to men at, at intervals. And we have revealed it by stages. In 23 years. Third benefit or third wisdom motivating the resolution and the determination so as so that people accept what is sent down and execute the commands and so that people yearn eagerly for the sending down of the Verses, especially at times when this is much needed, as in the case of the verses of Al-Ifq, the slander against the wife of the Prophet ﷺ, the mother of the believers, Aisha, and also concerning the li'an, the oaths taken between the wife between the wife and her husband when he accuses his wife of committing illegal sexual intercourse al-li'an that of cursing fourthly the graduation in tashri' meaning the revelation came down gradually the laws the legislations came in a gradual form step by step leading people to the stage of perfection as it is the case with the verses concerning the alcoholic it drinks people were used to drink alcohol people were raised on drinking alcohol then and they were accustomed to the drinking of alcohol then and it, wa- it would have been difficult for them 
to face direct prohibition and immediate prohibition <coughs> completely and at once. So the legislation came gradual regarding the alcoholic beverages or drinks. First it came in the following form. In the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ قُلْ فِيهِمَا إِثْمٌ كَبِيرٌ وَمَنَافِعُ لِلنَّاسِ وَإِثْمُهُمَا أَكْبَرُ مِنْ نَفْعِهِمَا This is in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 219 2.2.19 Examine carefully the graduation how it took place concerning the prohibition of alcoholic drinks. They ask you, O Muhammad, concerning alcoholic drink and gambling. Say, in them there is, in them is a great sin and some benefit for men. But the sin of them is greater than their benefit. In this verse, there is the preparation of the souls to accept the prohibition since the intellect entails that people should not indulge in something whereby the sin of it is greater than the benefit. And here he didn't say Allah, Allah didn't say, that the sin of them is more than their benefit. He didn't say is more. Because the matter relates to the quality, not the quantity. The matter revolves around the quality and not the quantity. And that's why he said, Akbar, greater than their benefit. This is the first revelation concerning, this is the preparation the second revelation came in the following saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu Yes, this is paving the way for prohibition. Exactly, brother prince. Yes. The next step was in the following verse in Surah An-Nisa chapter 4 verse 43 Allah said Ya sukara hatta ma 
or you believe approach not the prayers, the salah, when you are, I just want the first, the beginning only, or you people approach not the salah when you are in a drunken state until you know the meaning of what you say, of what you utter. So in this verse now, there is the exercise to relinquish the drinking during some times, and these times are the times of Salah. So there is a temporal, a temporal relinquishing. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, حَتَّى تَعْلَمُوا مَا تَقُولُونَ Until you know the meaning of what you say. And in this there is evidence that السَّكْرَانَ لَا يَعْلَمْ مَا يَقُولُ That the drunk does not know what he says. This is the proof that the drunk does not know the meaning of what he says. So therefore, if a drunk person divorces his wife or his wives, or he aliquots a certain part of his wealth as an endowment, this is not to be executed legally, because he doesn't know what he says. The like of the drunk is the one who is intensively angry, in, a, in an intense state of anger. He doesn't know what he says, the meaning of what he says, because of the intense state of anger. And the benefit also, yes, of course. So if a person in a strong state of anger divorces his wife, then the divorce is not executable. Because he's like the drunk. Also, it's what we can take, what, what could be taken also from this verse is, that the people should know what they utter when they pray. And this cannot really be the case except when the heart is present. So in this exercise, therefore, there is an exercise in this verse to relinquish the drinking during the certain time, and this particular time is the Salah. The third revelation in this respect, in this gradual step-by-step -step prohibition, is the revelation which came in Surat Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 90. Allah رجس من عمل الشيطان فاجتنبوه لعلكم تفلحون 
انما يريد الشيطان ان يوقع بينكم العداوه والبغضاء في الخمر والميسر ويصدكم عن ذكر الله وعن الصلاه فهل انتم منتهون واطيعوا الله واطيعوا الرسول واحذروا فان توليتم فاعلموا انما على رسولنا البلاغ المبين او يبليف intoxicants all kinds of alcoholic drinks gambling al ansab what are al ansab these are the altars where people used to slaughter for other than Allah on them or it also includes all that which is worshipped besides, uh, besides Allah and al-azlam these are arrows for seeking luck or decision this is instead of uh, salat al-istikhara now you know they used to do this these are an abnomation of Satan handiwork so avoid strictly that abnomation in order that you may be successful. In order that you may be successful. And what's the meaning of success in Islam? The Islamic meaning of success is Attaining what is legally required and being saved from that which is dreadful and that is the fire of hell and the punishment. This is the success. So here in these verses now the prohibition, strict prohibition in all times, at all times after the souls were prepared gradually and during certain times now So this gradual process is one of the wisdoms in having the Qur'an sent down in stages. Similarly, the graduation and the gradual matters concerning enjoining what is right and forbidding what is wrong. It's a must in our times, the Shaykh Rahimahullah added, it is a must in our times to resort to this issue of gradual application of ordering what is right and forbidding what is wrong with people especially in changing that which is munkar which is wrong And we remember from the hadith concerning this uh, gradual application of the sharia and the hadith where some people conditioned that if they will accept Islam 
they will not pray. The Prophet ﷺ accepted this from them, and he said, إِذَا أَسْلَمُوا صَلُّوا If they accept Islam, they will pray. But now we can't say to people, some people who only pray, for example, three times during the day, and leave two, we can't tell them, stay on what you are. However, we call them to do the entire prayers. However, concerning the تغيير المنكرات, changing the wrong, then we go for that in graduation. Here there is a point of benefit concerning the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Oh, you believe, إِنَّمَا الْخَمْرُ وَالْمَيْسِرُ And, uh, oh, you believe, intoxicants, gambling, and Al-Ansab, and Al-Azlam, Rijz, Rijz here it means Najasa, Najasa, filth, Rijz here refers to Najasa. from the an abomination, uh, abomination and najasa is of two types physical and non-physical hissi wa ma'nawi non-physical, non-tangible or intangible here therefore it says an abomination of what Satan handiwork and this is therefore non-physical in essence The evidence is in the fact that, for example, Al-Ansab, or I'm sorry, the gambling, mentioned before also, gambling, and which is mentioned after Al-Khamr. Is it physical? It's filth. Is there a physical... Is the physical meaning intended in an ansab? No. All of that is ma'nawi, non-physical. And similarly in al-azlam. Al-najasa here in these are ma'nawiyya, non-physical. And there is no evidence the Shaykh said, Rahimahullah, that Al-Khamr is physically najis, filth. And having something prohibited does not mean or entail najasa, just because it is prohibited. Poison is haram, but poison is not filth. Al-Khamr was declared, the intoxicants were declared unlawful. And it was in the pots of the Sahaba, of the companions. They didn't wash their pots, nor did the Prophet ﷺ order them to wash it. 
and they spilled the alcoholic beverages or drinks in the streets of Medina and something physically filthy cannot be allowed to be spilled in the streets of the Muslims and there also are other evidences and of course there is a there is difference of opinion regarding this aspect of whether the intoxicants are physically impure or not but as you have heard this was the opinion which is presented to you by our Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih and his proofs alhamdulillah and his uh, evidences are very strong inshallah we stop here tomorrow inshallah we continue concerning Tartibul Quran the organization of the Quran in terms of how it is written in the books and how it is preserved in the chests this will be inshallah the topic of tomorrow I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept this effort from me and your effort as well and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward the Shaykh rahimahullah abundantly for this effort of his Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in please add sister muslima okay okay just a second Thank you.